Listeners, this is Alex with the Cast Out Podcast. Back to you for our first ever Halloween episode and our only ever episode three. I have with me, as always, my boys from Phoenix. I got Jay. Jay, tell them what's up. What's up, everyone? Happy Halloween. And I got the man in the hat. He's always wearing it. Richard V. Hamilton. What is up, everybody? Let's uh, Let's get it. This is a great week, everybody. I'm going on vacation, but we have a great Thursday night football game. Cardinals are still 7-0. Halloween is on Sunday. Great time of year. Boys, what are you guys doing this week on Sunday? Cardinals play on Thursday. Jay, you still got the Raiders on Sunday, but what are, what are you guys doing on uh, on Halloween? Halloween's a perfect time to grab a beer, sit outside by a fire, enjoy some trick-or-treating, pass out some candy, eat some candy, get a little lit, have All some fun. Candy. All the candy. All the Ricky, candy. what do you got? Well, last weekend we were in California and we went to uh, Hollywood Horror Nights at Universal, which is uh, my least favorite thing on the planet, but my wife was was very happy. So this weekend, just painting some pumpkins, uh, try to eat a little candy, watch some football, and hopefully win a, win a little money. That's the PG version of, uh, of Halloween. Sounds fantastic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. I love it. I love it. So in the, in the honor of Halloween, uh, this week we're going to do a little a little special segment. We are going to... Just like Miles Garrett killed some quarterbacks in his front yard in honor of the spooky season, we are each going to claim a team and we are going to put them in our front yard, their tombstone. We will not be betting these teams. I don't want to talk about them after this, at least each one, but this is a team that we feel like is dead to us. This is a team that we're putting in our graveyard for Halloween. Um, Jacob, you want, let's, let's let Jacob go first. I usually start this off, but I'm going to pass the baton. Jay, you start us off this week. The Panthers, man, the Panthers. I was so wrong last week. I thought for sure Darnold and DJ Moore were going to find some chemistry again. Like they had uh, a few games passing at the beginning of the season and it was, it was horrible, man. I don't know what to say about them going forward. It sounds like they've got a lot of quarterback questions. So for now, until they get that sorted out, the Panthers are dead to me, man. Was, uh, was Sam Donald seeing ghosts out there? I don't know what Sam Darnold was seeing. <laughs> he, he wasn't seeing anything. I didn't think the Giants were teams that could produce ghosts, but here we are with them, you know, smacking the Panthers 25 to three. How does that shit happen? I don't even know. I don't even know. I, yeah. I couldn't tell you. It was bad. Ricky, who are you putting in your graveyard? My good sir. It's the Broncos. I, for whatever reason, the Broncos and I cannot get on the same page. I've bet them four weeks in a row and they have uh, put me in the ground four weeks in a row uh, either via some kind of prop bet where Melvin Gordon can't muster up 40 yards against a uh, very depleted Broncos, uh, or, or rather, um, oh goodness, Cleveland defense, um, or you, you get the Steelers and they can't cover a, a seven-point teaser. So for, for me, that team, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, an offense that can't find the rhythm anymore, running game, really stepping back, and a defense that has not looked as good as they did the first three weeks of the season, uh, I'm going to go ahead and put those feet, uh, those those folks six feet under we're going to say sayonara to the Broncos. Before I say my pick, I am going to uh, add a human being to my 
to my graveyard. This just in from Adam, Adam Schefter. JJ Watt is going to undergo surgery that will likely be season ending. I don't, I, you no. know, that's very interesting that we have breaking no. news on the pod. This is sucky, wow. but I would like to say this as a fan of the Cardinals. I called this shit from the beginning of the season. I felt like this was a very flashy signing. If you look back at JJ Watt's past years, dude hasn't played a healthy season for a while. I was very worried when they brought him in. I kind of rolled my eyes. I'm happy. He played like a monster. I'm going to eat my words a little bit. He played amazing. But Adam Schefter and myself, I'm putting that guy in the graveyard. See you later, JJ. That is, that is so disappointing. We'll, we'll talk about what that means for the Cardinals' future going forward, but uh, th- that that really puts a, a damper on my, my spooky season for the rest of the week. Did he get hurt in the last game, or did he just wait? Has he been hurt, and he just wanted to play the Texans just – to, to win and throw it back in their face and then go out and be like, yeah, we're hundred percent, 100%. Just go we're going to have to see them. too. Cause I saw, I saw a tweet that was like, you know, maybe it was just because of the shortened week that they were saying like, he's going to be out. Right. We play on Thursday this week. There was speculation that it, you know, he could play on Sunday, but Thursday is too soon. And now this comes out and uh, you know, I'm really disappointed much more than I thought I was. He was a monster, uh, but he did give us a great clip that says, Maybe we're just better. So, you know what? We, we're paying a lot of money to have a really good hype guy on the sidelines right now because he's going to have all those gentlemen firing. Ricky, dry your tears. I see you touching your eyes. Get get that. It's okay. It's going to be okay, man. We're, we're still good, okay? Well, so I guess moving forward, who who are you burying as, as we bury J.J. Watt and end his season? Right next to the Panthers, right next to the Broncos, and uh, and J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt's grave might be bigger than the other two. Uh, I'm going to bury the Lions. I really don't think that this is a big surprise if you've listened to all two pods that we've done. If you even listened to the third pod, which nobody has but these two gentlemen and myself, if you somehow knew what I said, I spoke so damn highly of the lions man they played so close they barely lost they were close with the packers they after half they got their butts kicked i was so high and then they they screwed me up like three times in a row so i had to dial it back i had to dial it back i said okay now i'm gonna bet against them screwed me up i'm gonna bet for them screwed me up i'm tired of them they're zero and seven i'm done now that's not to be said that they can't be interesting to bet but what i'm saying is that i will not be partaking in those bets they are dead to me i am done with it gentlemen dead. let's move on let's let's go it's a, a great Rick. segue uh so so you talked about jj watt in the monster season that we've he, he's been having um i want to get each of your guys' thoughts on on what is a monster team that you want to continue to hammer home whether it's uh, from a betting perspective whether it's just from enjoying them watching play you know football on sundays or thursdays or mondays uh why don't we keep it with you alex who, who, who are you feeling i'm gonna i'm going to i love to read books if you know this podcast if you know me as a human i love to read so i'm going to take a literary monster uh frankenstein frankenstein's monster and i'm going to compare them to the cincinnati Bengals. and the reason why i think they are the Bengals, they have the brain has been taken from sean mcveigh zach taylor used to he coached for two years with sean mcveigh they put it in the body of a new of a new team and it's humming just like a nice mcveigh team would Joe Burrow doesn't have a throat. They had to do throat reconstruction surgery. You got Joe Mixon usually held together with band-aids and scraps and things. I'm surprised that guy has managed to play for so long this season, but they are looking good. And one thing that I would like to add that was provided to me by my good buddy, Ricky, people are chasing them now with pitchforks. The Bengals are a top 
the AFC, numero uno. If you are in the AFC, you are chasing them. You want to get them down. Ravens, good team. Browns, good team. Steelers, hate them. All of those teams in the same division, chasing. You have the whole conference coming after them, let alone those teams that are in their division. I got the Bengals as Frankenstein's monster. Happy Halloween, everybody. Jay, who you got? That was very literal. I appreciate that. I'm going to be a little bit more figurative. And question first, does it have to be a team or can it be a person? Give me a person. Okay. So my monster is Derek Henry. And I think his name and his reputation kind of speak for himself, but he is a monster and I'm comparing him to Michael Myers. Michael Myers doesn't die. Derek Henry doesn't go down. Shoot him, knife him, burn him to the ground. That guy is still going to be holding the rock, stiff arming the shit out of you, looking you dead in the eyes. Protect your neck. Scoring touchdowns, throwing touchdowns, just beasting on you. He is a straight beast. He is my Michael Myers. He is my monster. I would even take the Titans too. They look really fantastic. But Derrick Henry is my monster. That guy I'm riding all the way through the season. He is something else. Jay, I have a question for you, my friend. This is very speculative. I don't have the odds on it. Is Derrick Henry in the MVP conversation for real? For real? That's a good question. Um, I think with the season that he has right now and his projections for the remainder of the season, he has to be in the MVP consideration right now. Right now, I think Vegas odds have him as the, the fifth favorite, obviously, behind a number of quarterbacks. But he's he's in the hunt, at least from a uh, odds perspective, uh, yeah. as Vegas says. Do we think they might ever one year just give it to a running back and be like, what the hell? Derrick Henry had a great season. No shot. No you shot. You think it's going to be a quarterback no matter what? No shot. Not not with the way that the quarterbacks are playing the position, right? I mean, if it was all passing yards, I could see that. But when you got guys, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Kyler, that are running and scoring on their feet too – you know, that's why Derrick Henry's got to resort to throwing the ball uh, to try to compete with them a little bit. Right. It's he's the looking only, a little, only shot he's got. He's looking a little Lamar Jackson out there. He was like a hundred, a hundred passer rating on that, on the throw from this weekend. So I think a little better than, uh, than Tannehill at the end of the week. That ruined Ricky, my same game parlay. <laughs> I needed him to score a rushing touchdown, not throw a damn touchdown. <laughs> they got to count that next time. That that should be there should be an asterisk on that prop bet that says if he somehow manages to throw it, and it, it, it makes sense. Ricky, who is your monster team, my friend? So my my monster team, I have ridden them all this year, and I will continue to ride them into the sunset. It is the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I'm going to compare them to Freddy Krueger. Uh, so for me, Freddy Krueger, uh, it's when you fall asleep that he gets into your dreams. He kills you, right? That's his, that's his strong suit. To me, that's the Dallas offense, right? The, the Zeke and Dak combination of folks kind of making a a return back to the, the form that they've seen in previous years, they are absolutely dominant right now. And I think, you know, when you're in a horror movie, when you're in a Freddy Krueger nightmare on Elm street, any of those kind of things, the, the hardest part is when you're awake, right? Because you're, you're just trying not to fall asleep for me. That's their defense. Their defense isn't incredible. It's about top 10 or so in in most statistics, but it's enough that teams are scared of what's going to happen when I fall asleep, what's going to happen when that offense come back on this field and start scoring points. And so you get teams that play and and do things a bit uncharacteristically that cause turnovers, that cause, you know, change of possessions. That's why Trayvon Diggs has 
seven interceptions in six games, right? So for me, that's who I'm riding the rest of the season, and that's the person I don't want to see on the other side of the field. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. So I hope you've enjoyed our attempt to be a little more a little more festive, a little more seasonal. Until next year, everybody, when we kill some more teams, or next week when I decide I've had enough of another team and I kill one again. We're going to move on now. Last week was an interesting week, to say the least, in the NFL. Cardinals are 7-0. Chiefs are garbage. We're going to ride the good. We're going to talk about the bad. Let's start with the good. Boys, what did you like last week? What went well for us gambling? So the Titans, I'm going to start with the Titans here. I don't think I have to say too much. I don't know if it's uh, if it's the Titans being so great or if it's the Chiefs being so bad, but the Titans absolutely smacked the Chiefs. Huge bummer that Derrick Henry didn't score a rushing touchdown. He did throw a touchdown, though. So that's going to be my first good game of the week. The Raiders... My lovely Raiders, they played fantastic. They had a really dominant game for, I'd say, three quarters of the game. Then they kind of let up, but it was okay. They were smashing the Eagles. I think they went down by seven to start the game. Then they had a 30-0 run. And just Raiders. Uh, the Raiders, they they played a really good game, and I was surprised to to really see them come out and and give that sort of ass-whooping really, uh, you know, through three quarters of the game. My last one, Cardinals. I was at the Cardinals game. It was fantastic to watch. It started off a little slow in the first quarter. They picked up and they just showed their dominance. And Houston absolutely sucks ass. I'll be honest. They suck. But it was great to see the Cardinals blow them out. And uh, they played a really good second, third, fourth quarter. Yeah, and I think for for, for me, right, the, the three teams I look at is, is Green Bay, right? Green Bay really struggled. If you watch that game, there were about 10 points that the Washington football team should have scored on a, a Heineke run as well as a, a missed field goal. But in the end, you know, 14 points that cover the spread uh, a little bit of a, a teaser for the Cardinals game, that there's a lot of folks that are kind of banged up that they had in that previous game, uh, but definitely something good that we, we hit on from last week. Uh, the other team that obviously for, for most folks, it was way out of hand way early was the, the new England Patriots. They really, I think Mac Jones and team are, are kind of getting all of their weapons involved. We talked about the importance of those tight ends of Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith, the running game was tremendous. They had four rushing touchdowns you know, got it done through the air. They even had one of their wide receivers in the same way. Derrick Henry threw a touchdown, right? So that one was was put away quick, covered the spread, and, and definitely a great one. The last one for me that I enjoyed was watching that Saints game and, and obviously beating up on the, uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, as a, a Cardinals fan, hate the Seahawks, love to see them lose. Uh, didn't necessarily cover the spread. I think the other thing that we talked a lot about was Kamara, right? The versatility he presented. I think on the pod, we predicted, you know, 100 rushing yards, 50 passing yards, it was actually inverse. It was about 120 passing, 50 rushing. So, you know, again, Kamara just is too versatile coming out of the backfield. The defense for the Seahawks, or, or rather the Saints, has been tremendous. They're one of the lowest uh, allowing scoring defenses in the league. Um, those are really the three that kind of stood out to me from last week. Can I put Gino in the grave? I'm going to put Gino in the grave. We'll he put sucks. him under J.J. Watt. Like, he doesn't need his own patch. He's just going to be under J.J.'s patch. That might even be disrespectful to JJ. Unmarked grave. I love oh, it. unmarked. Even better. Sorry, Gino, but the Seahawks are trash, and by extension, so are you. Um, I'm going to flip the coin over some of the bad stuff from this week. The first, my first take isn't on the dock, but I need to pay attention to what we say on the, the pod because I feel like there was a lot of talk last week that I freaking missed about how good the Titans were going to be. And then in all my goddamn parlays, I had the fucking Chiefs. So I got smashed in the face just like the Chiefs did. You could have seen me. I was looking just like Patrick Mahomes. Katie had to carry me up and down the stairs a couple of times. I wasn't going to make it. 
I lost a lot of money last week. I'm just gonna be really honest. Okay. I don't know what I was doing. So my first note is I'm gonna pay attention a little more to what we say on the pod. Second thing, the chiefs that hurt. If you felt like the chiefs were going to win apparently on Sunday morning, when I was placing my bets, I did not great. Right. That was kind of an easy one though. The other one was the Panthers giants are in the NFC East. Shouldn't be a good, shouldn't be a good group of players, group of team, but somehow they got it done. And that only makes me think worse about the Panthers. Started 3-0. Sam Donald seeing ghosts. Not great look when you lose to a team that you're supposed to beat. It, you know, inverse, I would have been totally okay with that. 25-3 to Panthers over Giants. That makes sense. This doesn't make any sense. It just screws up what I think of the Panthers. I still don't think the Giants are good. So that was kind of the bad, bad side of last week. You know, mixing with the good. Listen to the podcast on Spotify, on Apple, Apple Podcasts. Pay attention to what we say. Alex, because then you could win some money instead of losing it all. Okay. So I don't know. That was bad for me. Twitter and IG too, by the way. Yes, 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 yes. Interact with us. Jacob loves to interact on Twitter. We are going to get to this week. We are in week eight of the NFL season. Next week, we're going to do a little preview of what the playoffs would look like right now. I guess it'd be right now next week, but this week is this week, week eight. We are going to talk about some of the games coming up. We're going to start with, I'm so excited, a great Thursday night game. Cardinals are home. Packers are coming. Cards are 7-0. Packers are 6-1. Over under 51 and a half. I'm going, to, I'm going to take this one first. I'm going to go. We lose J.J. Watt. That sucks. Okay? We get Chandler Jones back. I'll take it. But what a Thursday night game. This is such an important game. I can't – this is like in Squid Game for all the marbles. This is that game to me. This is very important, Okay? What I will say is that Aaron Rodgers is not in Chicago. He's going around Chicago saying that he owns them. I still own you. But in Arizona, we own Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is one in three playing in Arizona. He has lost two huge playoff games. He lost. He got smacked in December of the year that the Cardinals went to the NFC Championship game. They obliterated them. In 2018, when both teams stunk and we played in Green Bay, the Cardinals still managed to win. No Adams, no Lazard. Who is Rodgers going to be throwing to? No J.J. Watt. Sure, that stinks. I'm still liking the cards. I'm feeling really good about the cards. I think the line, we said it's minus six. I might tease it. Still just as a safety. Ricky is saying no tease. I don't know if I'm that big. I only have a couple dollars left, dude. I got to be smart. Ricky, tell us what are, what are you feeling, Ricky? Let's pass over to you. You guys, I am I am all in on the Cardinals. I can't put into words how much I am ready for us to go in there. It's going to be more Packers fans than there will be Cardinals. I think we kind of know that. There is no question in my mind that the Cardinals are going to come out and absolutely dominate this game. Last week, there were four receivers that had fifty plus yards for the Cardinals. There was one hundred and forty rushing between Edmonds and James Conner. Kyler had three touchdowns on play action passes. The first time in his career, he's had that many, the offense. We talked about that versatility, the multiple looks, the covering of the whole field. You've got to be prepared for this ridiculous offense that the Cardinals have this week. No Jagger Alexander. We got Preston Smith. Who's questionable. We've got Kevin King. who's questionable as well. Depleted Packers. What weapons are they going to throw to Isaiah Simmons is going to be able to cover Tunyon. Yes. They've got some good running backs, but Chandler Jones coming back into the lineup. I think they're going to really be able to dominate. Six does not scare me. Six and a half does not scare me. I got Cardinals all of the way on this one. Yeah, that's a that's a good one too. I think 
what what was the spread before we learned that that Adams was not it was it was even money it was yeah three three three, yeah. three. Yeah. so it was a three point swing just because Adams is out that's ridiculous to me you're right though like who is Green Bay gonna throw to if they don't have their weapons which kind of sucks because I kind of wanted to see the Cardinals versus a you a know a team. full strength yeah Quote a full unquote, strength Packers team. team yeah but. Yeah, I mean, this is a this is a Cardinals game. I'm gonna take Cardinals money line. I might even take the spread, like you guys are saying. Um, I feel pretty good about it. The Cardinals look dominant on both sides of the ball. We get Chandler Jones back. We're not as banged up as as Green Bay is offensively. So, I just think our offense is is too much for Green Bay to handle, and their offense isn't going to be able to put up the points that they're used to putting up. So, Cardinals, I think will cover the spread. I'll probably money line them in some of my parlays, depending on how I feel. Maybe I'll take the spread. I'm going to throw this out there too for anybody who says the the Cardinals haven't played any good teams. The Packers lost to the Saints, who I don't think that we have in very high esteem. Um, They beat the Lions, 0-7. They beat the Niners, not good. They beat the Steelers, not good. They did beat the Bengals in like overtime when they missed nine kicks in a row. So, you know. The kickoff. Yeah, the Bengals were still figuring things out. That's a good one. I'll give them one. They beat the Bears. Uh, uh, No. They beat the Washington football team. So anybody who says that the Cardinals haven't beaten anybody can go directly to hell because neither have the Packers. So this is going to be a really good test, I think, for both teams. Cardinals got this, baby. Let's go, Cardinals. We are going to uh, talk about the next game. The Falcons are home for the Panthers. Falcons are three and three. Panthers are, Panthers are three and four coming in. Uh, the over-under is 46 and a half. I'm going to go down really quick to the dock because it's so funny. The the team that uh okay Jay buried the Panthers so we're good I thought you buried the the Falcons Jay because our we're skipping this game we're not even gonna talk about it but all it says is for Jay's note just says skip if I had to choose Falcons I was <laughs> I thought I was gonna say you just buried them man and you're bringing them back already no but it's never. okay we're gonna skip this game we're going on to the next one we got the Bills at home Bills are back in action after they buy four and two against the Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins are one and six. They look like an absolute garbage dumpster fire. Bills are minus 14 at home over under is 48 and a half. I think this is a big game for the Bills. I think they're going to look to bounce back. They beat the Chiefs, kind of come out lackluster, lose to the Titans. I'm thinking they're coming in with, with murder on their minds, right? They know this is Halloween. They're coming out to kill. I can't really say too much. They've been out of the news for the week, which is always what you want when you're on by. I think the Bills are going to come out big. Like we said last week, we've had some huge spreads, 17 last week, 14 last week as well. 14 is a little bit high for me, but Bills minus seven, if you tease that down, I definitely don't mind that. Um, what, what do we guys like? What are we, what are we feeling? So there's one thing that I want you both to consider with this game. It's looking like the forecast is going to be rainy. So this might be a rain game. I don't know if that's going to change the way that you feel about it, but it changes the way that I feel about a 14-point spread. I might do what Ricky and I have been doing the past two weeks and do a monster spread or a monster teaser on this one and tease it down 13 points and basically take the bills minus one or I might just money line it. But this is also a game that maybe you want to tease the under up and take the under on it. I just, uh, I don't know. I get suspicious about the rain games and that, that could, that could play a big factor in this game. Jay, do you have any idea? And of course, this is a very stupid question. Do you have any idea how rainy or like sprinkling? We play in rain, but like pouring <laughs> rain, like do you, how, how walked in are you on this rain call here? Wait, let me lick my finger and put it outside. Um, <laughs> it's going to be rainy. 
That's all I know. No, I like it. Ricky, what are your thoughts? I mean, injury report, there's really nothing that kind of stands out. Devontae Parker hasn't been playing the last couple of weeks. He's at least questionable. Xavier Howard, right? Dolphins are not a good team. Tua looks okay on the first drive of the game because he's able to script it. From there on out, he's not great. I mean, they've been talking about, you know, getting that quarterback from uh, Houston, uh, maybe trying to play him. We won't, we won't go down that rabbit hole, but it, the Dolphins are not a good team. 14 points, laying 14 points is a, a tad aggressive, right? Because then at that point, you got to at least get to 15. And at that point, most teams are going to be looking at 17. So unless you're thinking the Bills can cover a 17-point spread, I would probably stay away, maybe throw them in a monster, maybe throw them as that additional kind of stat building you know, odds booster in some big parlay. Um, but generally speaking, I, I kind of like that idea of teasing down the over underline. If it's going to be a rain game, uh, bills are going to be the, the team that comes out and really shines through here, but rainy 14 points, not really my cup of tea. I'd also like to throw out there just for the listeners. We have been alluding to these 13 point, uh, teases as monster bets. Officially, if you're looking for it on one of your apps, those are called sweetheart teases. Um, just, to yeah, that's what they're called. I'm pretty sure. No, they're 100%. called monster. Sweet, sweet, no sweetheart is, so, so we'll, we'll do a quick info I will just segment. shut the so, hell up. So you, in most apps, you can do a teaser, which allows you the options of six, six and a half, or seven points off of the spread of the over-under. Right, that's You're a standard. That's, gonna, standard. that's a standard teaser. You're going to be giving away a little bit of the odds, right? But it's helping you out. Then you step up a level to your sweetheart, which is a 10-point line reduction or improvement, either way. And then... And that's on a, a typically on a three a three team. As you move forward, and again in the theme of the the spooky season, uh, four teams you get thirteen points off of each of those lines. Now, granted, it's I think minus one forty. I mean, it's something really really bad odds. But you know, again, if you don't have a ton of money and you're just looking to kind of slowly build your bankroll over time, that that is something that I've been looking at the last couple of weeks. As you know. Have a couple of those as your stable. Know that you're going to be able to kind of cover your bases and then sprinkle in some of those standard parlays or some of the, the more aggressive teasers to kind of try to make it a huge week. Yeah, that monster that we hit this past weekend was huge. I mean, that was almost a week saver, right? Like we bet pff, probably triple to quadruple what we would normally bet on any other teaser that we that we would do. And I mean, we hit it with ease. So didn't have to think about it. You didn't Not have to all. think about it. it. It just made it, it makes your day a little bit lighter, right? When you're really kind of chasing that, you know, extra 40, 50, $100 up on a week, as opposed to God, if I don't hit this bet, uh, I am now down $120 on the week. It's, it's just something that kind of pads your stats, so to speak. I'm in a world of pain over here. I just, it's like, I haven't even been here for the past two weeks. What the hell have, have I Have you been doing? listening to the pod, man? <laughs> I don't know, I don't, I don't man. know what to I don't say. Know. We're going to go to the next game. We're going to go to the next game. It is the Bears at home. Soldier Field. They are three and four. Niners are coming in. Two and four. Niners just played in a really rainy game against the Colts. Um, Niners are coming in minus three. My, my number one question is, how in the freaking world are the Niners minus three against anybody right now? I have no idea. This game scares the crap out of me, right? Every every part of this game, I, I don't understand, right? Garoppolo has played really poorly. The run game for the Niners against the Colts actually looked decent, and they moved away from it, right? Most of the time, Garoppolo can't stretch the field. He's looking right at the middle of the field, can't throw out past the numbers. Granted, a little bit of that rainy game, right? But a lot of wobbly balls, threw a couple picks, and then you flip it over to the Bears' side, and, and they looked absolutely abysmal against the Buccaneers, Personally, I think their offense got away from what they do well. They tried to spread out the Buccaneers and take advantage of their kind of depleted secondary. 
that is not what you want to do with a rookie quarterback, right? You want to move the pocket. You want to get Justin Fields outside of those tackles. You want to design some quarterback runs. Hopefully they get back to that. Hopefully the bears can still kind of step it up on their defense, still leading the league in sacks. So to me, this is one of those, I would completely stay away. I have no idea how to read this one. How do you feel about the under Ricky? Again, who knows, right? If all of a sudden, Garoppolo gets one or two touchdowns and that, I mean, 39 is a pretty low spread, all things considered, right? All you need is, is each team to score three times. Four quarters, is a lot, a lot of game to play. Can to they me, do that I, though? That's my question is I don't know. Like if let's say the Niners do go up by two scores, I don't know if the bears have the ability to, you know, like where it's like, Oh, the Cardinals are down by two touchdowns. Kyler's going to start throwing the ball a bunch. That's great for them. I don't know if the bears have that gear where it's like, now they're just throwing the ball a bunch. I, I see the, one of these teams going down the other defense really clamping in and just like end of game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the the stats, even for just kind of the generic points per game for the, for the Niners, they're, they're averaging about 22 and a half for the bears, 14 and a half. Right. So I, I, I get, there's not a lot of offense there might be something that you might incorporate again in watching some of these games two weeks ago, I told you, and I think I did, Bears are going to put the give the Bucks a run for their money, and they got absolutely smacked. So I am preemptively trying to not bury myself and not bury the Bears and stay the hell away from this game. I'm going to take a different approach to this one. I'm going to go Bears <laughs> money line. I I mean, it's like you said, the Bears got away from what they do best. This is their chance to rectify the mistake that they made last week. And like I've seen the Bears play a good game. Justin Fields' first game against the Raiders was a good game. The Niners, I don't trust at all. And I know that they played a rain game and they played like shit, but I don't know. I think this is a game that the Bears are going to, they need to come back. They need to show us that, uh, you know, Justin Fields is the man that the Bears have what it takes defensively, offensively. And this is a game that they could win. And in my opinion, they should win. So I think I'm going to take the Bears money line in this. Now, one stat that I do want to throw out, last game for both of these teams, it was a turnover nightmare the bears i think had five turnovers against the bucks now the bucks have a good defense but the niners also had four turnovers against the colts and the colts i guess have a good a pretty solid defense as well so this could be a turnover nightmare game as well it could be a a nightmare on elm street sort of halloween type of game with uh with the defenses scoring a lot of points in your fantasy it might be in someone's best interest to play one of these teams maybe not maybe you just stay away completely but I just wanted to throw that stat out there. There was a ton of turnovers and I think both of these teams are looking to kind of right their ship. And I, I kind of agree with what you said, Jay. I know I haven't really made a, a definitive statement, but I do also kind of lean bears in this one, especially because I feel like right now I know it's not, both teams are kind of out of the mix of things, but the bears are just a little bit closer, right? The Packers are six and one Cardinals are seven and oh Niners. I mean, the, you have the Rams up there too. So the Niners are, you know, they're back. Bears are a little bit closer. Vikings are not good. You know, the Lions are definitely not good. So, you know, the Bears win a game or two. Who knows what happens? The Packers lose tomorrow. There's a little bit of momentum there, you know. So I feel like the Bears have a little bit more to play for. I probably have not been this game. Um, I need to be a little more conservative this week, but I do, I do lean Bears. Uh, we are going to roll ahead, and I'm going to let Ricky start this one first for us. Um, he's got the injury report, and that's going to be really important for this game. Browns are playing home. They're 4-3 and three to the Steelers, 3-3. Three and three. Over-under is 42. The Browns are minus 4. Ricky, give us a little bit of a medical. What, what's happening with the Browns this week? 
I think the bigger question is who's not on the injury report. So you've got Odell Beckham, who, so the, these three folks had a little bit of limited practice today. Odell Beckham, Nick Chubb, Baker Mayfield, really important dudes on the offense, obviously. Malcolm Smith, linebacker, J.C. Treader, Jared Wills, uh, Mac Wilson, Blake Hans, Malik Jackson, uh, Denzel Ward, Jadavian Clowney, Jarvis Landry, I mean, John, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Again, who, who on the starting offense and defense for the Browns is, is actually going to be playing in this game? If you get even half of those guys in, I think that the the offense for the Browns is is much superior to the offense of the Steelers. The the sack leader, or rather the, the third leading sack team in the league is the, the Cleveland Browns. You've got a non-mobile quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger. They didn't look so great rushing the ball the last couple of weeks. I think that number is going to jump up quite a bit. I think that if you can get Baker and maybe Jarvis or, you know, I think what Dearness Johnson had more rushing yards last week than he had in the previous three seasons that he'd ever done. I'm, I'm definitely going to be looking at the Browns in a teaser here to, to get to on, on this one. What do you, what are you thinking, Alex? When LeBron James tweets you, I don't have much, you know, I'm a little, I'm going to stay away from this one too, being conservative, but I will say is when LeBron James tweets you, you played well. You played well. You made it. You, I think you've made it. So I feel like if I'm this rookie, you know, nobody knew my name two weeks ago. All of a sudden I'm getting tweeted at by LeBron James. I'm going to come out firing on all cylinders this week against the Steelers nonetheless. So, you know, I'm feeling good about them. Feeling good. Jay, what do you got? I mean, that's also credit to the Browns offensive line, the Browns game plan. Like they're able to put whoever the hell they want in the backfield and still have a great game. Um, I'm going to err on the sides of the err on the sides err on the side of the Browns for this game. I think they, they run away with this one. I don't think the Steelers have been good all season. I don't trust them at all. Like Ricky said, not a mobile quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger. You've got a pretty solid uh, defensive line for the Browns. If they get any sort of pressure on Ben, we've seen what happens when that, when that happens, you know, Ben can't throw the ball. So I'm going to err on the side of the Browns, probably take a money line and uh, call it good. Roethlisberger's already had 12 sacks against him this season. And then you, you go, even with a depleted defense, that that pass rush for the, the Browns is is pretty scary. I, I think that's kind of the story for this game is the defensive line just absolutely working Ben. I don't know how his back is going to hold up all season long. Like, to be completely honest, like 12 sacks already, that's a lot his to take. Shoulder, at that age. His ankle, man, I, he bad, has man. taken hits for a very long time. I'm going to move us on to the, to the next team. And I know I called out Jay earlier. And now I have to call out myself because in the notes. So next game is Lions 0-7. Uh, they're at home. Eagles coming to town. Eagles minus three and a half. Over under is 48 and a half. This is all we're going to say about it. But I buried the Lions. I want nothing to do with them. In my notes, it says to skip the game. But then I put Lions win. I don't know. And Jay, you want to tell us your note? What's your dad feeling this week? Yeah, I got to shout out my dad on this one. He likes the Lions and I don't blame him. I think the Lions win this game. The Eagles looked horrible. Jalen Hurts doesn't have his rhythm. And uh, this could be, this could very much be a game that the Lions win. This could be their first W. So shouts out to my dad taking the Lions on this Lions money line. Lenny, Lenny, we buried the Lions. Okay. Don't forget that. Think about that on Sunday when you're placing your bets. <laughs> we buried the Lions today. This game's a best buy trip. And by that, I mean, you're going to be sitting there on Sunday afternoon watching this game and you're going to put your freaking remote control through the TV because you put money on the Lions and you're not going to win. <laughs> you're going to be making that trip to Best Buy to go get a new freaking flat screen. Stay away. 
They're buried. Don't do it. It's appealing as hell, but don't do it. Don't bet for them. Don't bet against them. Just go to the next next game. We got a surprisingly fun game coming up. It wasn't supposed to be this fun. The Colts are home, showing a little bit of life. They're three and four. The Titans out of nowhere, dominating teams. They are five and two, uh, tied with the uh, AFC leading Bengals. Uh, Over under is 49 and a half. This is an important game. Uh, I can I can take this one first. This is an important game. I think this is a pivotal matchup. Titans are looking good. We have praised Derrick Henry. You know, Jay is alluding to him being, you know, being his monster out there. There is no way. I, I think the Titans are going to come. They're going to steamroll. And we even talked about it last week on the pod too, when we said that Ryan Tannehill didn't have good wide receivers, right? He didn't have Julio Jones. He didn't have AJ Brown. He didn't play well. We have him back for two weeks and look at what is happening. The team is revitalized. They beat the bills. Derrick Henry will do what he does, but having somebody to throw the ball to changes the game for him. The chiefs separate thoughts on them later, but the chiefs, you know, getting, having that happen, that's huge because right now the chiefs are going on name brand. So it's a big game for teams to go play against the chiefs. All three of those guys balled out last week. Ryan Tannehill, make it four. Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Julio, they all played well, right? The Titans got it. I think the Titans are going to take this game away. I think the Colts are good, but they're playing some some rain games. Carson Wentz is looking good. They have a good defense, but I think the Titans just have too, much, too, many, too many weapons. Tell us, Ricky. This is a story of time of possession, right? When you look back at the game last week, 36 minutes to 23 23 minutes in favor of the Titans. The the other thing that really kind of, I think, impressed me this last week for the, the Titans was they only blitzed a single time on 39 dropbacks for Mahomes, and they created three turnovers. Bud Dupree had two sacks, seven quarterback pressures, right? I mean, he played pretty well. They're getting a couple guys back off of, of IR. When Julio and A.J. Brown are out there, they look like a completely different team. It is just night and day when you think about the games that they've lost versus the games that they've come out and actually played pretty well. To me, this is a this is a no-brainer lock of the week. They're only given one and a half. Colts, yes, they look decent against the 49ers. Um, that doesn't really... Uh, yeah, the Titans have been fantastic. And it's like you said, when they have all their weapons, they look like a completely different team, right? They open up the field and it's either Derrick Henry taking a massive run or you got AJ Brown catching it downfield. I think AJ Brown had over 130 yards and a touchdown last week. The best part about it though, is that Julio, I don't think Julio was nearly as productive, but that's the greatest thing is they've got a weapon in Derrick Henry. They've got a weapon in AJ Brown. They've got a a weapon in Julio Jones. So if it's not AJ Brown, then it's going to be Julio Jones. And if it's not either of them, then it's going to be Derrick Henry. Um, So they're, they're a massive threat. And uh, I like them in this game. I think the point spread right now, at minus one and a half, I mean, I'm, I'm going to take that pretty much all day. That's money. D- Derrick Henry saw eight in the box 41% of the time last week. W- when you stack the box that much and you got two absolute freaks in wide receivers, something's going to come open. The other thing that no one talks about is Tannehill, right? He's actually a pretty mobile quarterback. He rushed for some yards. There's a little bit of versatility, not Cardinals-esque, but they have a little bit of that. We can beat you with the run. We can beat you with the pass. And if we really need to, Tannehill can strap it up and he can go get you three, four, five yards. So I, I don't know why why the line is as slim as it is on this one. It reminds me more of like the Bills, Ricky, than anything. Like I feel like they have 
Like Tannehill's got mobility. He's got a decent enough arm. And when he has, and that's the key, man, those wide receivers are the key. When those guys have been around to get to catch the ball, Derrick Henry does his thing. But having that mobility, I think, is big. We can kind of go quick on this game. It's uh, Jets are home against the Bengals. Jets are one and five. Uh, they, they beat the Titans miraculously. What a great segue. Bengals are minus nine and a half um, on the road. They're five and two, top of the AFC. Over under is 43 and a half. I don't have much to say about this game. The Bengals are going to kill the Jets. I don't think we need to spend too much time on that. If you have any interesting little pieces, let's hear them now, boys. Is this a trap game? The Jets did beat the Titans. Absolutely not. No, the Jets no shot. did beat the Titans. No shot. Yeah, with Zach Wilson, they got freaking Mike White starting in the back under center. Is he much worse than Zach Wilson? Do we I even mean, know? I don't know if we know. All, all I know is that the Bengals held the Ravens to under 30 yards rushing. That is incredible when you think about Lamar Jackson and the rushing attack that they've got. The Jets are going to get steamrolled. They got trampled and they got absolutely blown out by the Patriots. And then you're going to bring in all the weapons that the Bengals have. Jamar Chase, what, he went off for 200 yards last week? Is he going to go off for 300? I, I, I don't know. U- Uzama is going to go off for two, three. I mean, anytime touchdowns on, on a couple of those guys, I think are probably some of the, the staples of the week on uh, on some of your prop bets, I, I, I would assume. But we'll get okay. the same game parlay later on in the week, right? But this is also a rain game. I'm bringing the weather this time. And the weatherman strikes again. Damn meteor- meteorologist over here. Let me lick my finger. The weather <laughs> is going to be rainy. Okay, rainy. That plays a huge role. We saw what happened in the, in the Patriots and Bucks game. Like, you can't move the ball. The Niners game, can't move the ball. Like, does that significantly reduce the production of Jamar Chase? Like, I don't know. I, nine and a half is a pretty big spread. The Bengals should win this game. Obviously, they should win this game. But the Jets beat the Titans. Is this a trap game? It's rain. Is that even factored into it? I don't know. But some things to think about. Jay, let me ask you, do you believe in, like, the quality of wins based on a team's timeline, because I feel like let's say that this week, right? Cardinals play the Packers, no Devonte Adams. You lose JJ Watt. The Cardinals beat the Packers. How do you feel about that now? Right? Maybe not as good as if they have Devonte Adams. Let's rewind the clock a couple of weeks to when the jets are beating the Titans three weeks ago, Jay, we were talking about the Titans being garbage, right? Yep. They didn't, they didn't have those wide receivers. They were struggling. Derrick Henry wasn't able to do his thing because linebackers were beat up. Right. So, <clears throat> excuse me. If we go back three weeks, we don't know about the Titans. But was now, it a rain game? Oh my god! <laughs> I, I I get it. I get it. The rain. Okay. The rain is the. Hey. I mean, maybe 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 the the bet flips a little bit from some of the wide receivers and the tight ends, maybe to Joe Mixon, right? P Ryan. I mean, they still have again the offense offensive weapons those guys have. I have a feeling Uzama is one of those that I think you, you, you have a play action over the middle to, to him at some point, even if it's a rain game, I agree. Nine and a half is a bit scary. Tease that down, throw it in a monster. You're getting points for the Bengals. That doesn't scare me at all. I, I understand nine and a half with rain, but teaser six points, seven point, 10, 13, whatever it is. That's, that is one of those that you can easily pad your stats to get that third game for a monster or fourth game. Uh, for uh, flip it, sweetheart monster. I love it. I love it. I will definitely be adding it to a, to a better two. Um, there's a couple games here that we should have highlighted to go to go a little bit quicker over. This next one is Texans. They're home. They're one and six. They play the Rams. Rams are six and one. 
minus 13 and a half. 47 and a half is the over under. Rams are killing everybody. Texans are losing by a lot to everybody. Any particulars you want to point out, gentlemen? I'm going to let this one just ride, on, ride itself out. We're skipping. We're moving on. We're going Chargers, Patriots. Chargers are home, back in action. They're four and two. They are minus six. Patriots are coming to town. Patriots are three and four. Over under is 49 and a half. We're going to let Ricky go first with this one. Ricky, what are you feeling? I love the Pats. The, the last four weeks, when you look at the games that they played, they came back against the Texans. I feel like the Texans defense, after watching that Cardinals game, is actually a lot better than their record would, Stop. would indicate. Stop. Hold on. Hold on. Offense is abysmal, right? They are three and out every single time. The amount of time that that defense is on the field by percentage, they're going to give up more points. So I, I understand the feedback, but they looked pretty swarming at certain points against the Cardinals, right? They, they got a safety off. Alex, I know you feel differently. Let's hear it. I'm taking this. I had to cut you off and I apologize, Ricky, but let's play a quick game. Okay. We're going to play a quick game. Who have the Patriots beaten Ricky? The Patriots have three wins this season. Can you name all the teams? The Patriots have beaten the jets. Oh, the jets. You feel good about a team that has beat the jets twice. Oh my God. Okay. What's the next team? That's a great, the dolphins. Well, I know, I know I got a double, I know I got a double dose. I know I got a double dose in there. I'm trying not to Google it. They also Um, beat the Texans. Who (laughs) So don't tell me you're confident in the freaking Patriots, bro. I I understand that. But then you look at the three games that they lost. They barely lost to the Buccaneers on a Tom Brady revenge game on Sunday night football. Rain game. Thank you. Rain game. You've got them losing it overtime to Dallas on a couple of kind of ridiculous coverages at the very last second. And then again, they boat race the Jets. So I'm not saying that they're world beaters. I'm just saying, would I be giving six points right now to the Patriots with a Bill Belichick defense? I think you're going to see a Justin Herbert. (laughs) Yes. I think you're going to see a Justin Herbert that looks a lot similar to playing the Ravens than when he was playing the Browns. That is just my opinion. I'm going to stay away from this game. I would not be laying those points. Jay, I, we, him and I are just different. I, I feel like the Patriots, Ricky might have a little bit of in-home bias to see some things about the Patriots. Whoa, 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 Christina whoa, whoa. being a Boston fan. Okay. I'm just going to put it out there. All right. But I do, Jay, what do you think? I need to hear your thoughts. This is a tough one for me. I, I think the Chargers coming off a bye, they have more time to prepare, right? Like they've looked really good in the past. They had a shitty last game that they played. So this might be a little bit of a prove it game, especially bumping down to the second place in the AFC West, right? Raiders just took first place. They have a lot to play for. They want to get to the playoffs. They don't want to be in a wild card game. This is a game that on the schedule, maybe at the beginning of the season, didn't think they would win. Um, but this far into the season, it's looking like they, they could win this game. I think I would take Chargers money line on it. I don't trust the points at all because I think this game could really go either way. My dad feels like the the Patriots can cover the the six point spread or five and a half point spread, whatever it might be. Uh, but personally, I think I'm going to take Chargers money line on this. I think we're going to see a good Herbert bounce back game, and and that's how I feel about this one. I'm in love with this. We need to get the Lenny Amato pick of the week. Because we have talked about him more times on this pod than I have talked about him in the past year. And I'm just infatuated with that. We need to get, we need to have his official approval for a pick every week. Can we do that? Can we talk to him? Yeah, we can talk to him. I don't know how often he wins. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> Man, slander on the pod. Wow. <laughs> hey, but he also got the Lenny. We, we, we're endorsing it, okay? Win or lose. Um, we're going to move on. I just highlighted these games. We're going to skip them. 
off the dome, you're going to give me a winner, okay? Because these games are both garbage. We have Seahawks, they're home. I feel like every time I look, Seattle's home, which doesn't make sense to me. They are minus three and a half, two and five. Jack Byers coming to town. They are one and five. Over under is 43. Both teams are garbage. I said I like the Jags. Ricky, who you picking? I, I just wrote trash on my notes. I, I, I'm a big fan of preparing for this, and all I could put was trash like 92 times. I'm Ricky's not taking not picking. this game. I'm Jay, not picking. picking. Seahawks or Jags? I buried Gino, so I think I have to go with the Jags. Trevor is new to the league, so I can't bury him yet. Gino's not new to the league, so I can bury him. I think I'm going to pick you the Jags in this one. Barry Urban, is that an option? <laughs> Urban's Barry. at the bar, dude. I, I can't bury someone that's at the bar uh, just having a good time. He's buried between butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> Next game, we're going to uh, Mile High City. Broncos are home. They are three and four. Washington football team is coming to town. They are two and five. Broncos are minus three off of the dome. Jay, who are you taking for this game? This is a snow game. Potential snow game. First snow oh game. Oh my God, the, the weatherman. <laughs> weatherman Some signing. cumulus nimbus in the air. That is for sure this weekend. Oh my God. Um, this one though, it looks like the Broncos are our favorite, even though they're home. So it's probably pretty even. I think I'm going to take Washington football team. They they put up some points against some decent teams. The Broncos just haven't impressed me at all. I, I feel like they're struggling on both sides of the ball, even though at the beginning of the season, they had a good defense, but I've seen them let up a lot of plays. I'm going to, I'm going to take the underdogs here and take a Washington football team. Ricky, drop it like it's hot. What do you got? Gun to my head. I'm pretty sure I buried Teddy and Elway earlier in the, uh, earlier in the pod. So I got to go WFT here. See you later, Broncos. Looks like it's going to be a clean swipe. We're all going Washington. One thing that I want to add to this is if we're looking only at the last game is that Washington ran the ball really well and the Broncos struggled to run the ball. So if this is going to be a snow game and we're looking at the run game, uh, Washington has looked better than the Broncos have. So that's also part of my reasoning. So I, I would like to hijack the pod for about two minutes. I'll, I'll make it brief. We're, we're moving on to the Saints uh, at home, hosting the Buccaneers, giving five uh, over under 50 and a half. Um, I would like to ask both of you guys, if, if you look and rewind back to the 600th touchdown uh, that Tom Brady threw this last weekend and the fan that got the ball in the uh, stands from Mike Evans, I want to play a little deal or no deal. You're in the stands. You're a, a Mike Evans fan. You're wearing that one three with the uh, the Bucks, Bucks jersey. He runs up, hands you that ball, and then the team equipment guy comes back and goes, hey, Tom, he, he really wants that ball back. What are you guys doing? I'm going to throw it to, uh, to, to Mr. De La Cruz here and, and get his take. Uh, you don't know what you're going to get, right? You don't know the outcome. I'll tell you guys at the end what the end up you know, output was, but what, what, what are you doing with that ball? I'm going to be real honest, man. I hate confrontation. So when somebody comes over and asks me, hey, man, can I get that ball back? I'm going to be like, dude, this isn't even my shit. Like, I'm going to give it straight back to him. I'm not even going to think about holding on to it. The second somebody looks at me and says, can I have that? It's fucking yours, man. You take that shit. It's yours. Okay. Fair enough. I'm going to turn it over to you, Jay. What, what would you be doing in that situation? Yeah. If I'm in the moment and the ball boy is, or the equipment manager is telling me that Tom Brady wants this ball back, I'm probably giving it back too. Like I'm Does not want my house too. What this I'll is give worth. it my yeah, house. Like, Tom Brady wants something from me. Blows off your bag. From me? Yeah. Take the damn ball, dude. I didn't have the ball when I got into the stadium. Take the ball. Tom Brady got that from me. This whole week on like every podcast I listened to, everyone was like, what do you mean? That ball's worth a hundred thousand dollars. I'd hang on to it. Do you want to be Steve Bartman for the rest of your life where you can't go out in public because you're the guy that won't give Brady his ball back? 
The dude ended up walking away with a signed Brady helmet jersey. He got Mike Evans cleats and signed jersey. He got about $1,000 to the team gift shop, season tickets the rest of the year, season tickets for next year. And Tom Brady hooked him up via sponsorship with a Bitcoin, which right now I think is like, what, 60K, something like that. That's like 50. For showing up to a game you already paid for anyway, right? So I think we're unanimous on this one that we would have given that ball back. But anyway, I just kind of wanted to – Throw that out there and see if you guys had any uh, any different opinions there. We can did we you, can throw it back to Alex and uh, yeah, we'll go for it, Jay. Did you see Tom Brady's? Um, I think it was when he was on with Eli and with Peyton. Did you did you hear what he said about it? Not verbatim, but let's let's get it. Oh my God, he said, "If I was that guy, I would have held on to that ball and asked for more." He lost There's all no of way. his leverage when he gave the ball back. That's not what I'm thinking though. When I'm a fan and someone's telling me that Tom Brady wants something from me, I'm thinking. And, what the fuck happened to me that I'm this lucky that Tom Brady wants something from me mid game too, like mid game, <laughs> Tom Brady is coming over to, to, you know, row one sixty nine and wants to talk to me. Like what, what is that? You know, that's a miracle. And I think too, like, I don't, I don't go to, you know, Cardinals games and think, how can I get more out of this situation? I just go and say, can the sweet God, can the Cardinals win the freaking game, please? Like, that's what I'm, can nobody get hurt today? Like, that's what I'm praying. So I'm not there to debate and to have this big lawyer conversation. I just hope the Cardinals win. Well, and that is just to show you guys why we are not the greatest quarterback of all time. Cause we would have given that ball back and he'd have hit himself with the double middle fingers and he'd be selling that thing for $300,000 on one of those auction houses. Tom Brady's such a liar. We're going to go, we're going to work. Ricky already introed the game. Bucks are away. They're going to the saints. I feel like uh, last week, the bears got a lot of credit. The line was like minus 13 and a half or something ridiculous like that. They got boat raced. I feel like this line should have switched with last week's line. The bears should have been minus five this week. The bucks are minus five or the Saints. Yeah. The saints are plus five. The saints suck. I didn't watch the game on Monday night football. I don't have a, I just didn't. I don't care if Kamara's good. Jameis can't play. If you can't beat the Seahawks right now, you're struggling, son. The Bucks are going to do exactly what they did last week to the Saints this week. I, I put all, all the chips in on the Bucks. Ricky is shaking his head. Richard, why? The, the, the defenses for both of these sides are so ridiculously strong. The front four on both sides. I think both teams are like, top seven in defensive rating generally speaking that over under of 50 and a half you know you got i think what antonio brown is doubtful a couple other guys for the bucks their secondary is still sort of banged up i think 50 and a half maybe tease that up get it to 57 you throw it into a monster maybe get it even quite a bit higher i still think that generally speaking bucks are going to win throwing them in a, a money liner looking at them as a teaser but i don't think this is going to be uh, the, the the defenses between the Chicago Bears and the Saints are dramatically different in points allowed. And the Saints offense, although it has not looked great at certain stretches of the season, they are also the opportunity where they can put up 38 on the Packers, right? So I'm not saying that the Saints are going to win, but I think the defenses are at least comparable enough that they can kind of keep, uh, keep the game close for a while. I just want to say, just like I said to Jay, Ricky, do you believe in the timeline and importance of certain wins? Because yes, did the Saints score a ton of points against the Packers? Packers haven't lost since then, like we already said. Saints, meh. The one that is more important to me is last week on Monday, they played the crummy Seahawks and scored 13 points. 
That to me is what stands out. That is more important to me than 38 no points Taysom against Hill. the Packers. I raised you. Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill's going to score 45 points in this game. There's I no freaking the way. Bro, the Bucks have been smashing. The Bucks have been smashing teams all the way to the goddamn Super Bowl last year. And you're going to tell me that Taysom Hill is automatically going to flip this shit? Jay, Jay, get in here, please, because Ricky's takes, I'm, I'm going to lose it. I'm with you, Alex. I don't, <laughs> the Saints looked horrible, I think, on Monday. They looked absolutely horrible. It was the Kamara show. Don't get me wrong, but good Lord. Jameis was throwing to Kamara in the backfield, like behind the line of scrimmage. That's how he got all of his yards. He did not stretch the field one bit. He was not accurate. Not that Gino was any better. They were both absolutely trash. Man, I wouldn't put my money on Jameis being able to find anyone down the field. It looks like he needs to go through a second round of LASIK after the season because that guy is not seeing his receivers. He's throwing it behind the line of scrimmage. That's how he's getting his yards. That's it. The ghosts are there, but he just can't even see him. <laughs> he can't even. He can't even. Ricky, I love you, but uh, I would love. I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm so excited to watch this play out. I feel like in the future or maybe even right now, we should have a count. We should bet against each other. Would you be interested? It's slightly, it's slightly counterintuitive because the goal of this whole thing is to to make each other money. So right, but people if then we're, will if we're going head to head, if we're going head to head, look I, again. I'm not saying take the Saints and the points. I'm just saying I would probably look to tease the Bucks overtaking them straight up. That's all I'm saying. There's Bucks, a chance. Bucks minus five. Next game is the Vikings. They are home on Sunday night football. They are three and three. Cowboys coming off their bye are coming to town. Cowboys are five and one. Cowboys are minus three. Um, Ricky, you you Freddy Krueger, the Cowboys. Do you want to start us off with uh, with this Sunday night take? This is like my lock of the week is the Cowboys. I feel so good about this take that the Cowboys are going to be the team. that I mean, what, they're giving two now what maybe it's up to three i get the vikings are at home i have not been impressed in any way shape or form with the vikings kirk cousins yes situationally some of the late games he's been able to kind of come back and and keep a minute but he's doing it against the panthers he's doing it against the lions he's doing it against the seahawks those are their three wins on the year nothing that anybody should should hold up they've lost the Bengals. they lost the cards they've lost the browns to to me i think this is again that nightmare on Elm street where you're going to look up and the Cowboys offense is so versatile and Zeke and Pollard are running it down their throats. And then when they're actually out there on offense, sure. You got just Justin Jefferson, but he's also going to be, you know, lined up against Diggs, who's leading the league, probably what defensive player of the year, at least in the top three, four. I I don't know how this line is as, as slim as it is. I get, they're both coming off a bye, and and they've going to, you know, or at least rather the, the Cowboys are, but, to me, this is a lock of the week. I got them at, I think, two earlier in the week. I've got them in every single parlay, straight up, teased, every which way. Cowboys, easy. This game, I want to say that, I don't know if this is the right stat. We really need to hire like an analyst or something that I can point to and be like, hey, am I right? But I want to say that the favorite on Sunday night football this season are perfect against the spread, if not like six and one against the spread. So, that's a stat just to throw out there. I think betting on the favorite against the spread on Sunday night football is pretty good. It seems like uh, the stats are showing that the favorite is covering. So I'm going to, I'm right there with you, Ricky Cowboys minus three. That line is like an easy take for me. I'm going to, I'm going to smash this on all of my parlays. Cowboys are six and zero on the season against the spread as well. So not just the, oh. the Sunday night favorite Cowboys are six and zero. Jeez. 
spooky monster there. I agree, man. And the only thing I have to say about the Vikings is that I think that they are a, a frisky team. And we we look at the Cardinals. We've been talking a lot about them because it's it's a good time to be a Cardinals fan. The only team that had the Cardinals dead to rights that was even close this year that shot themselves in the foot was the Vikings. The Cardinals should be six and one. They are a missed field goal away from being six and one. The Vikings had it, right? So I do just want to throw out there that the Vikings are a frisky team. No one's been close to beating the Cardinals except for the Vikings. So I just want to throw that out there. But I agree. I like the Cowboys. I've said they're the, they're the top of that crummy division and they have looked good. We are going to move on to the last last game, Monday Night Football. We have the Chiefs. They are home back to Arrowhead, minus 10 against the Giants. Chiefs are three and four, looking like garbage. Giants off of a win miraculously. They are two and five. We have the over-under at 51 and a half. I'm, I'll start this one off because, I mean, if you if we didn't if we didn't feel confident enough to put the Chiefs in the graveyard this week or last week, you know, with our Halloween little little bit, this this could be a bad game, man. I'm I'm a little bit worried about the Giants, not because and Ricky, I love it. Ricky's shaking his head. I just love it, not because I think the Giants can win, but because I think the Chiefs can just lose. I just I don't have a lot of confidence in this team right now. They are minus ten. Just like the Niners are minus three, how on earth are the Niners minus three? Do the Chiefs have the right to be minus 10 against anybody right now? Uh, That doesn't make any sense to me. The offense looked like crud last week. I mean, Sam Donald is Sam Donald, not Patrick Mahomes, but Sam Donald looked like crap last week. It just... I probably will not play this game. First, because it's on Monday, I like to have my bets wrapped up on Sunday, know if I won or lost so I can be sad or happy, but... I mean, I'll probably stay away, man. This to me, this to me is a scary one. Tease it. I'm still scared. Everybody's shaking their head. Let me hear it, boys. You're crazy, man. You're crazy because it's a Monday night game. So you always throw the Monday night game in there because as our podcast is called, you can always cash out. You can ride the weekend and feel either good or horrible about it. You don't know. Maybe, maybe something happens to the Giants and their whole team can't travel. I don't know. Something might happen. But does anyone know? what the forecast is for the Monday night game. Weatherman! Tell us. <laughs> Tell us. It is a rain game. Oh, my God. So, I don't feel good about the Chiefs minus 10. I, I'm going to throw the Chiefs money liner or put it in my monster or one of my one of my teasers. I, I think that the Chiefs will win. I will put them in my parlays with the caveat that I may very well cash out prior to the Monday night game if I've hit everything else. But I may throw them in there just to... I don't know. You never know. It's a Monday night game. Throw some money on it. Put it in your parlays. Cash out if you don't like it. I've learned this week that I don't pay attention to this podcast at all. We freaking named it the Cashed Out Podcast, and I don't even pay attention to that. Like, what am I doing here right now? I need to go do. I need to go be somewhere else. So, if you look at the Chiefs from last week, I think that the Titans kind of created a little bit of a blueprint. You don't need to rush Patrick Mahomes. There's no threat of rushing. I think Mahomes again leading rusher with like 30 yards. The the next leading rusher had 25 on five carries. Granted, Titans got out to an early lead. They had to play a little bit of catch up, but the offense for the Chiefs has not looked good. The Titans did what the Chiefs normally do, which is jump out to 14, 17 point leads and and make teams chase. The Giants, I think I talked to you guys a couple weeks back. They've got some weapons that I personally like. Kenny Galladay, 
Kadarius Tony, Saquon Barkley, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, all back on the injury report. And that's good because they didn't play the last couple of weeks with the exclusion of Evan Ingram. If it's a rain game, 10 points is a lot from an offense that we have not seen to be successful. Mahomes has been pretty errant with the football. I would love to see one or two turnovers, whether it's a pick or whether it's the ball kind of flying out of his hands as he's trying to do one of those weird shovel passes. 10 points is, is a lot. This is one of those that I might just take the points out of principle because I feel that that good. I buried the Broncos because I've got my own personal vendetta. If I wasn't burying the Broncos, I think Kansas City would have been in the ground this week. This is a perfect game to bet on turnovers, right? Rain game, Patrick Mahomes leading the league in interceptions. Yo, this is this is a game that it might pay off Saquon, to put some money. Saquon's dropped the ball once or twice before. So Daniel Jones is Daniel Jones is nobody to, you know, secure to the rock either. So and sprinkle that rain on top of them. Ooh, this could be a game to win some money off of the turnovers. I would also like to add to one thing that I've noticed about the Chiefs is that the games seem to be getting out of hand and then somebody tries to do too much. You see it with Mahomes a couple of times where he'll force a throw or this week in particular, when he fumbled the ball, he was trying to make it happen. You know, they're going for grand slams instead of taking what the defense is giving them. And I even heard the announcer say that Mahomes said, we're trying to take what we're being given. As soon as that game gets out of reach and the chiefs don't feel like the dominant chiefs anymore, they try to get it back and they try to do too much. And I feel like that, you know, Jay's got a point there with that, uh, with that turnover one that, I mean, if this game starts to get any bad against the chiefs, someone's going to try to do too much and, and they're going to lose it. And I, I definitely agree with that. Hey, cashed out pod, man. Here we go. We are going to end uh, the, uh, Teams on by this week, no Ravens, no Raiders. Sad for Jay, but that's kind of good. You get a nice little week of rest. Um, a top two, you're tied for the AFC, so congratulations, Jay. Us too. Wait, this is like the, the Paul Rudd meme. Look at us. Look at us. Did you think we'd be here? No. Look at us. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? All right. We're going to start with our uh, top picks of the week, our, our locks. I'm going to go first. Mine are both obvious uh, as hell. I apologize. I only picked two because I need to be a little bit more locked in this week. I have to. I have to. I'm going to be honest. The Chiefs ravaged me last week because I didn't listen to the pod. Uh, I got the Bills. I know it's a rain game, so I'm going to tease them. So I'm going to tease them down. They're going to cover, though. The Dolphins are trash. Um, and I also have the Bucks. I'm going to tease them as well. The Bucks are going to win outright. They're going to cover the spread. But I'm going to tease them just because I need to be absolutely sure um, that, that I secured that money so that I can keep playing. Um, we're going to throw it over now to, uh, Mr. Amato, Jacob, who are your locks for the week? So quick three, I've got the Bengals tease down to minus three and a half or lower. If you want to throw them in a bigger tease Cowboys minus three, I feel like that's a, that's a lock right there. And I know the stat that I said was that the favorites are, are covering the Sunday night spread. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. And then the Rams teasing them down to minus six or lower. If I want to throw it into a monster or a sweetheart. I'll, I'll jump in here. Mine are going to sound pretty similar to, to Jacob. So my, my, my parlay of, of teases would be Cowboys getting three Cardinals at even money. And then the Bengals uh, minus three and a half. If you want to add one more, make it a monster and get a bunch more points that the Titans feel really good about that. Plus four and a half. Again, you could make that into a sweetheart, get 10. And if you wanted to make it a monster, go get 13. But those, those are my locks for the week. We're going to throw it now to our, uh, our weatherman, our same game parlay specialist, 
Jacob Amato, what are you feeling for the same game parlay this week, my friend? I like the Titans game again, the Titans and the Colts game. So I know last week, I think the same game parlay that I had, uh, had Derrick Henry as an anytime touchdown scorer. And I preface this at the beginning, he threw a touchdown, didn't score a touchdown. So that ruined me. I hit on everything else. I still feel good about it. I still feel good about my man. So this week, anytime touchdown score, Derrick Henry, I feel like he has to score a touchdown this week. Didn't score on last one. He will this week, 60 plus receiving yards. I'm just kind of pulling this one off the dome. So if it's less, take it. If it's a little bit more, I'd probably still take it up to like maybe 70, but 60 plus receiving yards for Pittman, 40 plus rushing yards for Jonathan Taylor, 60 plus rushing yards for Derrick Henry, 40 plus receiving yards for AJ Brown. He is the number one threat. I realize that if the Colts want to try to lock him down and some of that production is going to go to Julio Jones, but I still feel good about 40 plus. And that's my same game parlay. If you can get it for a little bit less, as far as the yardage goes, definitely take it shooting for plus 300, maybe a little bit more. And I uh, feel pretty good about it. Keep an eye on our socials. Cause we'll have Jay do the official updated uh, same game parlay with those final numbers. If uh, you know, those are a little bit different, like you said, for some of them, we'll get those official over unders on, on these, uh, these cool cats as they play that game. We'll get that out um, sometime in the next couple of days, just so you can see that what Jay likes. Uh, we're going to close this week with Richard Hamilton. He's going to close this bad boy off with us. He's going to go over the jar lay Ricky take this spooky episode home. Let's get it guys. Cowboys minus two and a half. That's, that's kind of my pick Jacob. We're riding the same train, riding the same thread, Bucks money line, baby. And last but not least, we've got the we've we've apparently convinced Alex throughout this pod. We talked about it. He finally listened. We got Titans money line. So those three Cowboys minus two and a half against the spread, Bucks money line, Titans money line, Jarlay of the week. And again, let's go win some money. That is it for the podcast this week, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you had a good time listening. I think this was one of our funnier episodes. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Um, have a good, a good, uh, gambling weekend. Stay safe. Enjoy Halloween. Win some dough. Jacob, sign us off, baby. Follow us on IG, on Twitter, at Cashed Out Pod. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, iHeartMusic, SoundCloud, TuneIn. The other ones that I still haven't learned the name of. Itcher, baby. We, we put it everywhere. <laughs> At Cashed Out Pod, you can find us on all of those socials, all of those platforms. Comment, like, subscribe, follow, share us, engage with us. We want to talk to you. We want to hear that our picks are great or shit. We want to hear that we made you money or lost you money. Yell at us. High five us. Just follow us at Cashed Out Pod. Take care, everybody. You heard it from the weatherman. Have a good week. Sayonara. Good luck.
Hey, listener, gambling can be good and fun. There are some downsides to it as well, mainly losing money. Please remember that the ideas and opinions expressed in this podcast are just that. There are ideas and our opinions. You take them, you leave them at your own risk. Um, if you do have an issue with gambling, please remember to reach out for help before it starts to get too serious. Uh, some numbers are 1-800-GAMBLERS or 1-800-522-4700. Give them a call if you need any help. Um, don't let this get too serious. Have fun. Win some money. Take care.